Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Well, guys, I'm a little disappointed. I almost recorded this whole episode, and then my computer died, and I lost it all. But I'm bringing it to you because I think it's a really, really, really great message and extremely important for us to know about. Today, we're talking about obesogens, obesogens. And those are some compounds we find in our environment that can make us fat and screw up our hormones and cause infertility. And so it's an incredibly important message for you guys. I'm going to ask you if there's someone in your life that you know that's struggling with either fertility or weight or just as you know would be interested in cleaning up their environment and cleaning up their life and feeling more vibrant, please share this message with them. Please share this episode with them. I know it's going to help some of you guys start to clean up your life and understand where these compounds are all coming into your life and just raise some awareness around that. And the second message I have for you guys, you've been hearing me talk about it and that is my one-on-one coaching program. You guys, I know there's a couple of you out there listening to this right now who have been going back and forth about getting your application in. You've been a little bit afraid. Maybe it's a financial commitment. Maybe it's a commitment to making the changes you've been talking about that you're afraid of. Something is holding you back right now, but you have been feeling it in your gut. You've been feeling it in your soul, just knowing that now is the time, right? And so... I am so excited, so ready to help you guys transform, but you need to take the first step, right? And I'm here for you, whether it's listening to the podcast, whether it's being in my free Facebook group where I provide content for you guys and free challenges, which if you are not a part of, I will link that in the show notes. But I have so much support for you guys and so much that I want to help you guys transform. You need to take the first step. I'm going to give you some of that tough love of like, if you're afraid, let the fear lead. And this, this is whether it's, you know, investing in a seminar, investing in yourself, investing in a coach, whatever it is that the fear is holding you back from right now. Remember that the fear is our guide, right? And it never goes away. I remember taking the first leap of faith and, and starting this business and being like, what the hell am I doing? Like, who am I to, to, to do this business? And I had all these thoughts that were really just coming from a place of fear. And at the end of the day, if, if we let the fear control us rather than letting the fear guide us, 
our lives will never change. And so recognize what it is you're afraid to do right now. What is, what is fear holding you back from doing in your life right now? And what can you do to shift that? Maybe it is taking that leap of faith and hiring a coach. Maybe it is submitting your application to my one-on-one program. Maybe it's stepping out of your comfort zone and setting some boundaries with people in your life or going to that event that you're afraid of, going to the networking event or volunteering for something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable, right? Whatever it is that you're feeling the fear and the resistance around, I challenge you guys today to do the thing, right? And so if the one-on-one program is calling to you, you got a few more days to get your applications in, guys. So be sure to submit that. The link is in the show notes. It's also in my Instagram bio. If you're not following me over there, it's shelby.set.free. And I would love love to connect with you more. Also, if you have some tips, tangents, guys, (laughs) all the tangents with me. If you have some tips on cleaning up your house or if there's one that really resonates with you i would love for you guys to share it with your audience your community and help spread this message of clean living so if there's something that you do to help keep your household clean share it on your story share it on your instagram and give me a tag i would love to know what you guys are doing to clean up your own environments So without further ado, let's dive into this episode on obesogen. So if you have listened to some of my other episodes or jumped on my Facebook lives, you may have known, even follow my Instagram story, you may have heard of these obesogens before, right? So obesogens are essentially hormone-altering compounds that can lead to weight gain. And if you're like I was and you had the traditional healthcare training, you had the traditional um, medical training, or you went to a really, really agricultural school, which was where I went. And they were like, no, organic's not a thing. Toxins aren't a thing. They don't impact our health. You're fine. And that was also your background and also your training kind of like a, if, if it, if there's, you know, like we, you can't see it, we can't make a definite connection, then we pretend it's not a thing, right? If that was your training, I encourage you to come into this episode with an open mind because I too understand the, the feeling of, you know, this was my teaching. This is what all my coworkers are saying. This is what the other dietitians are saying. This is what the other, my family is saying. This is what my, you know, friends who work in the food, the food industry are saying, I encourage you to come with an open mind because this, this is an important message guys. And it's something that there's so much research out there. It's just not the, it's just the research that isn't being shared. And we are the vessels that can make the change, right? We are the ones that can shift the, the system. We have the power with our dollar to shift what products are put out, what chemicals are put out. And if we can start to just shift this when there's so many natural ways to really improve the environment, improve our health, why wouldn't we? Right. And so the first thing I want to share about obesogens, aside from the fact that they're those hormone altering compounds, is that really for a long time, I was also taught that calories in and calories out was the only thing that mattered. When we cannot explain the obesity epidemic by exercise and weight alone, I had patient after patient come into my office who were eating 1,200 calories a day. They were eating the right macronutrients. They were eating healthy foods. 
and exercising more than I was in a typical day. And I, trust me, I like to work out back in the day. Like, I mean, I still like to work out, but I was intense in the gym. They were doing more than I was and they were still putting on weight, right? That doesn't make sense. If, if this system that calories in, calories out are the only thing that matters and th- these environmental toxins mean nothing, if that is a system, then why is it showing up over and over and over again? If people who are having difficulty losing weight, they're putting it back on, and again, there's many factors to this, but there are so many correlations, right? So the patients I worked with were a lot of veterans who had been exposed to things like Agent Orange, jet fuel, burn pits. They had been exposed to extreme conditions and extreme toxins, really. And they were often the patients that struggled the most. And there's other other evidence, other research, other proof of this, you know, babies, Six-month-old babies are heavier than they ever used to be, right? When babies are, babies have a really, they have a regulate, regulatory system that, that tells them when they're hungry, that tells them when they're full. They're very intuitive. They're supposed to be so intuitive. But when you have a metabolism-altering compound that puts on weight, they have no control over that, right? The weight just begins to accumulate. There are studies where laboratory animals on the same diet and the same amount of exercise as they used to be, who've been exposed to these compounds, are putting on more weight and are heavier than they ever used to be with no changes to their diet or lifestyle aside from exposure to these toxins. There are studies that show that cities that have the most toxins. So I I believe a few years ago, I went to a conference. They talked about how Houston is one of the most obese cities in the United States. And it is also one of the most toxic cities in the United States. And while we cannot say that's a cause and effect, right? There's not the the evidence to say that by living in this toxic environment, you now will become obese. But there's, there is a correlation between some of our most polluted cities in the United States and the, the level of obesity in those states for those cities. Um, There is also um, evidence that these rats that are living in agricultural areas where chemicals are often sprayed on livestock or um, on crops and produce, they're more heavy than they ever used to be. And these animals, it's not like a dog that you're sitting inside overfeeding and not exercising where it's like, okay, that makes sense that it's overweight, right? It's an animal that's living in the wild that is in its natural habitat that shouldn't, should be self-regulating, right? It's an animal that should self-regulate weight. And all of a sudden they're becoming obese as well with exposure to these toxins. And so there's there's just all of this evidence coming through the word woodwork and I hear this over and over again and I see dietitians fellow dietitians that I I really love their message post this over and over again that you know detoxing isn't a thing and our body has the ability to detox and while I agree there are, we have beautiful systems in our bodies like our liver and our respiratory system our digestive tract our urinary tract our skin through sweat we have the ability to detox but when you have so much coming in and not enough 
nutrition coming in to help those systems run effectively, all of a sudden it's like you are, you're in a batting cage and the, the balls are coming faster than you can even swing. And all of a sudden you're like, you know, once, once those balls start coming so fast, there's only so much you can do. And all of a sudden you're getting hit in the face, right? You're knocked down over and over and over again. You can't even get back up to start swinging again because you're so bombarded by these balls. So imagine that as your liver, it is trying to like swing out these toxins, trying to swing out the toxins, but they're just coming in so quickly that it can't get them out fast enough. And in addition to that, they've, Oh, I could go off on so many tangents. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to table that thought. Um, but where are these toxins found? So Ooh, guys, they're everywhere. And I don't say this to scare you. I'm not saying to the, this to like freak you out. Again, I'm saying this to empower you so that you can make the change to make the shifts to impact your health, to impact how our system is set up. Because right now it's a corrupt system. It's, it's a failing system. It's failing our health. It's failing our families. And we need to be the ones to make the shifts. So you are going to find these compounds like BPA. You may have heard of BPA. They took it out of water, water bottles a few years back because it is such a um, hormone altering compound. It's been related to infertility. This is still found, you guys, in the lining of canned foods. This is still found in receipt paper. Um, there, you know, the water bottles that no longer contain BPA still have estrogen mimicking compounds, which is what BPA is in the plastics that they're using now as a replacement because the BPA has been, you know, had such the scare around it. So they find a different compound, but it's still doing the same thing. So anything that contains plastic is going to have these estrogen mimicking compounds. And not only is that going to put weight on, um, that's also going to impact our fertility. It's going to impact our, our female sex hormones. It's going to impact the balance of estrogen to testosterone in males. So it does a lot, right? And this is just one of the compounds. Um, you're going to find other things like phthalates. These are going to be found in plastics and cosmetics. You're going to find um, PBDEs. Those are going to be in like flame retardants and other consumer products. This, you guys, there is no limit to where these toxins are found. If it's a makeup product, if it's a household cleaner, if it's your the things you're, you know, the couches and the, the mattresses you're bringing into your homes, the receipt papers, the lid of your coffee cup is you're drinking that hot liquid. There's plastic seeping into the coffee and I'm guilty. I still drink out of these, but I'm just telling you and sharing this with you because we have the power to limit how many baseballs are coming into our field, into our, into our batting cage, Right. We have that power to decide how many are coming in versus how many, how fast we're able to swing. And so I'm going to share with you ways that you can start to reduce your exposure. And this is not, again, I'm not trying to be the fear monger here who's saying like, it's in everything, don't leave your house ever and only ever, you know, expose yourself to organic everythings because I know that's not realistic. But I, what I want you guys to do is start to look at what you're using on a daily basis and what are small things that you can shift, right? It's easy to shift a deodorant to a different one, right? Like shifting from the good old conventional deodorant to maybe primarily pure. I've heard such good things about this one. I haven't tried it yet myself. I'm still getting through some of the old clean deodorant products that are a little bit more clumpy that don't go on. So I won't recommend those to you guys because you don't want deodorant chunks. I get it. Primarily, primarily, primarily pure. I'll see if I can link that in the show notes. Um, it's supposed to be a really good brand. I've gotten recommendations from some of you guys actually that this is a really good 
brand to, to test out. Um, little things again, right? So there's actually, so number one, I would start with, there's lots of different places we could start with this. Um, plastics in our cosmetics and what we put in our body, those would be the biggest things for us females that I would say to start to shift because they're easy things to shift and easy things to phase out. And another thing I want to mention to you guys is as you're listening to this episode, I would encourage you to do it at home where you have a piece of paper and a notebook that you can take out and just jot down a list of things in your house that you know, like that I'm listing off that you know you can shift. Um, I'm putting a note for myself to put primarily pure in the show notes. Um, so let's start with plastics um, because this is such a big one and literally everything comes in plastic. Even like organic cauliflower comes wrapped in a plastic wrap and the, all of these little plastic things that we're we're finding do contain some of these toxins. So reducing your plastics, number one, get rid of any plastic containers you're eating out of in your household. And I'm serious. Like if you have plastic containers, get them out of your house, throw them away. I know there's some of you who are like I am, who are, who are raised not to waste things that are going to say, but I spent money on these. These still work. They're so clean. They're so good. Throw them away. Seriously. You're not doing anyone any good by bringing them to Goodwill you're only more contaminating what we do not need more of. So the reason why these are a number one that to remove the plastic containers is because if you heat food or you have hot food that you place in a container, that plastic is going to leach into the food and then you're consuming it as a direct line into your body. Whereas if you're holding something with plastic or you're touching plastics, not as easy, but we are putting it straight into your body because that food you're consuming now contains some of those toxins and those plastics. Um, you know, plastic water bottles, if you can carry a glass water bottle, bottle around with you, if you have a um, stainless steel water bottle, those are great alternatives. If you go to a restaurant or a grocery store and they're like, do you want your email, your receipt emailed to you or do you want to print a copy asking for them to email it to you and, or, you know, not asking for the receipt because it has BPA in it as well. And you're going to absorb some of that through your hands. Um, instead of eating out of a can, a lot of food companies are now doing BPA free can linings, but if you can, even better alternative would be getting the, um, cardboard boxes, or if you're doing something like beans or legumes, um, even if the, the bagged, bagged. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so Minnesotan. <laughs> if the bags are, I need, I can't even say that word normally. I don't even know what the, the, the non-Minnesotan way to say it is. Um, and those dried beans though are going to be a better alternative because they haven't been high heated in that plastic container. So even if it's coming in a plastic bag or if you can even better get it um, from the bulk section where it's not in a plastic bag, bag, bag. I'm not sure how to say that guy's really struggling. Someone, someone voice message that to me on Instagram, please. How do you say bag? I think bag is the right way. When you're not from the Midwest or Minnesota, um, that would be great. Okay. Um, so that's, that's on plastic. So just being mindful of how much plastic container you're consuming out of. Like if you're at a coffee shop and you have the option to get a glass cup or you can bring a coffee mug like to Starbucks. This is something I plan on starting to do is bringing my own plastic or not plastic. Oh my gosh. My own glass or, um, ceramic mug to, to 
Starbucks so that they can fill that instead of me drinking out of that plastic container. These are just little shifts that you can start to make that are going to really make a big impact on how much you're taking in. The next thing is your cosmetics and your beauty products. These are important because you're putting them on your skin every day. And what I would do is, I'm not saying throw everything you have away right in this moment, but maybe pick like three or four, you know, use the Healthy Living app for, for one and, and just scan through the beauty products you're using now. If you're using a lot of stuff from Sephora or from good old Target, you may find that they're rated like seven or eights or nines or tens for you and your health rating. And so what I would say is just, you know, go through your cosmetics right now, see which ones are the highest. And the next time you purchase those items, use this healthy living app. Um, it's, it's released by the EWG. I'll link that in the show notes as well. Um, you can actually scan your products and figure out what, which ones are the worst for you and just start by replacing those, right? So that when you go in the next time you find a better alternative, um, I personally really love well good products. All links, I actually have a blog post that I wrote about beauty products that I love. Um, I, lo I love well good or well people, well people. Well and good as blog, guys. Okay. I'll link my blog post so that has all of my favorite beauty products in it um, in the show notes. But Well People is one of my favorite cosmetics. Um, beauty Counter does a really beautiful job. And not only that, but they're also advocating for beauty products um, all over the place. So they do a really cool job at um, not only advocating for better beauty products, they're doing like legislative stuff. They're trying to shift what can actually be, re be released into the environment. So that's really awesome. Um, but there's a, there's a ton of stuff out there. You guys face lotions, they've got cleaner shampoos, cleaner sh conditioners. They've got a lot of stuff out there. Um, same thing. The healthy living app is also really great for detergents. You can, or household cleaners, you can find cleaner versions of these. You can also make your own, you guys, even using something like vinegar to clean or using, um, essential oils. Um, I know young living and doTERRA, I think they have cleaning products that you can use through them making your own. If that's something fun for you, make your own. I started using essential oils for perfume instead of um, using perfume. I, I try not to use that anymore. I stopped burning candles in my house and I started using essential oil diffusers instead because even candles, especially if you're getting candles, if you walk into Bath and Body Works, you guys, those are so, so toxic. Seriously, just don't even go into there. Everything in that store is literally toxic crap that you're putting on your body and you're, it's impacting your fertility and, and your weight. So it's, it's serious guys. It's not just, we, are, we, again, we have the power with our dollar to decide what toxins we're putting into our body. Um, those are some other ways that you can start to minimize toxics, um, toxins. The other thing is um, food. So food is again, huge, not only what containers are coming in, but if it's conventionally raised organic, so really starting to shift into organic products. Now, if you're like, holy shit, like that's, I can't just all of a sudden do that. My budget doesn't allow it right now. While you're waiting for that abundance to come in as you're, you know, building a more abundant lifestyle, there, there are ways to minimize your toxins. Again, the EWG um, environmental working group, they have released a dirty dozen and a clean 15 list that actually tells you what the cleanest produce are and what the dirtiest produce are. So the ones that you, you should be buying organic as well as the ones that you can get away with buying conventional and at least reduce your toxin. 
they had a statistic is like you're reducing 90% of your, your food consumption, food consumed toxins by just eating off, um, eating organic for the ones off the dirty dozen, which is insane, you guys. So some of the, the produce are actually quite clean while some of them are really, really high. Whew. Um, another thing is that, so toxins are actually stored in our fat cells. And so this is why, this is the theory around why obesogens, I'm going to go off on a tangent, but this is a really great tangent. I think it was really interesting for me. So this is why actually obesogens are obesogens is that toxins are stored in our fat cells. And it's a, it's a, a way for our body to protect itself, protect itself from the toxins that it's taking in and it's not able to detox is to store them in fat. So if you think about it, if we continue to put more fat in or put more toxins and more toxins and more toxins, we really need more fat so that we can store these without harming our organs and harming our cells and harming our, um, our brain is by, you know, stuffing them into more fat. And so there's actually studies that have, or, or practitioners that have worked with patients that show that if they're not detoxing while their patients are losing weight, they will become really, really ill when they're losing weight and they'll feel worse because all of these toxins are getting released from their fat cells. And so it's almost like a um, defense mechanism when, when their bodies aren't detoxing properly to just put on more weight or regain the weight because you may feel actually worse when you lose the weight if you have a lot of toxins in your fat cells. So another way you can actually, this is, this is leading into a way you can reduce your toxic exposure. Another thing you can think about is that animals, their fat is actually going to contain more toxins as well, just because like us, they're going to store those toxins in their fat cells. And a lot of these toxins especially the ones that have now been banned are still sticking around. They're really hard to get rid of. So once the toxins are in the environment, sometimes it's really hard to get rid of them. And so if you're eating animals that have been exposed to these toxins, which they likely have because it's in our water, it's in our air, it's in, it's, it's in our system, it's in our food system, you guys. And so eating less animal fats are actually going to help you reduce your toxic exposure because you won't be consuming as much of the toxins that they're storing in their fat cells as well. So eating a lower fat diet, especially animal fats. Um, I talked about burning stuff, but also getting filtration systems for your home. This is one I haven't done just because I haven't had a, I haven't had a stable home. <laughs> I've moved every year for the past 10 years probably, but um, reverse osmosis, you guys, there, our water is actually has, um, you're getting birth control in your water you're getting antidepressants in your water because our filtration system is not filtering out all pharmaceutical drugs. And so if you have the ability to get reverse osmosis water or like the Culligan man hiring, you know, getting a few drugs of those water every month instead of drinking the water from your tap because you're getting your neighbor's birth control pills through your water essentially. So water is a really, really a big way that we also get contaminants which sucks because you can't see it, right? Like we cannot see toxins coming in, but they are still coming into our, our system. Um, we talked about plastics, vacuuming and dusting your house regularly. These are simple things. Even if you're like, okay, I'm just going to hire a cleaner to come into my house once a week to dust and vacuum because these are tasks I can't get to. I'm giving you permission to hire the cleaning lady because the dust particles are actually going to contain toxins as well. So if we can get those out of your house more regularly, that will also help. Um, 
And then the last thing, the big thing that, that maybe for me is again, a, a down the road, getting all organic, um, you know, clean mattresses, which the prices of it for these are actually coming down because more and more companies again are doing this because we're voting with our dollars, but getting the organic mattresses, getting the, you know, the non-flame retardant mattresses so that we are not breathing this in every time we go to bed. You spend, you know, most of your life spent on a mattress. And so if you're breathing in that toxic crap every day, just think about how much toxins you're also consuming with that. So those are the big things, guys. Those are the big thing. And that's, I know you're probably sitting there like, holy shit, my whole house is toxic. But those are just, that's the list, right? So you have your list instead of overwhelming yourself, pick one place to start, right? Maybe it's simply like, okay, I'm going to learn what the dirty dozen list is in the clean 15. I'm going to buy organic for the dirty dozen list. That's it. That's where I'm starting. Integrate that for the first month. And then you move on to the next thing. You're like, okay, this month I'm going to scan my beauty products and I'm going to check out and figure out which ones are really toxic and make a list of cleaner products that next time I go to go to buy beauty products, I buy the cleaner ones. Or when I run out of these, I will buy the cleaner ones. Or if they're really scary and you're like, holy shit, I need to get these out of my house, then at least you can shift that. That would be the next step. Maybe the next month you get rid of all of your plastic food containers and you switch over to glass, right? This can be a slow process, you guys. And again, it's all about that batting cage, setting yourself up to swing more of those toxins out by taking less in. Now, the other thing you can do in addition to the switching over to cleaner products and and just reducing your exposure to the toxins is actually taking in more detoxifying foods and doing more things that will help your body detoxify. So I'm going to start with actually a list of foods that are going to really help your body detox. Um, I do a detox once a year. I I buy a it's through the pharmaceutical grade supplements company, um, Nutridyne, that I get a, a supplement every every year. I just do one detox just to get rid of like anything extra. And I shit you not, guys. I watch the cellulite melt out of the back of my legs every time I do this detox. And the reason for that, cellulite is often formed from xenoestrogens in our environment. So that is the plastic compounds. Um, the plastic mimicking compounds will actually settle. So if you see... Um, people who are walking around whose like entire legs are cellulite like all the way down to the bottom that's not a normal like that's not a it's not a genetic you know they may be genetically more disposed words (laughs) predisposed to getting um cellulite but it may also be that they've been exposed to a lot of these unit these estrogen-making compounds, their body no longer knows what to do with them, so they're storing them in the back of their legs. So I'm sharing this with you guys. Um, I will link that detox that I do once a year in the show notes. It's pretty easy to follow. It's like a 10-day detox. You add in the protein powder like twice a day that has a ton of compounds that are going to help your body speed up the detoxification pathways, and it also has a food plan to go with it where you reduce the toxic food intake and you increase the foods that help you detoxify. And why I'm saying this is leading and we're going to talk about foods that are going to help you detox. But if it's something you're thinking, you've been thinking about is helping your body just speed up this process of getting rid of the compounds. 
this is one of my favorite ways to do it because you're like focused on it. You're doing it for 10 days. You feel the effects, you feel the energy and you, you feel visibly, visibly different afterwards. Um, but if you're interested in just adding foods in broccoli sprouts, I'm going to give you guys a list of foods that you can add in. And there's tons of other ones, just eating the rainbow of vegetables, organically fruits and veggies that are color of the rainbow every single day. Those antioxidants help your body detox. But in addition to that, and the fiber is actually going to help your body detox. Again, remembering that we have multiple ways that our bodies detox, um, the digestive tract and being one of them. But broccoli sprouts contain important phytochemicals that are going to help your body increase the rate of detoxification. And they have a ton more than regular grown-up broccoli, which is also still really good for you. Um, so the, these phytochemicals that are found in broccoli sprouts specifically stimulate detoxification enzymes in the in the digestive tract. So the foods I'm going to mention actually are going to uh, impact your body in different ways. And that's why it's important to eat a variety of food regularly and not focusing on the same foods every single week, every single day. You want to get a wide variety because different foods are going to detox in different ways. Um, your sea vegetables, so things like seaweed, um, and dulsa is that yeah i think dulsa is another one and those are those that may be a type of seaweed i'm blanking but incorporating those into your diet will also actually help your digestive tract absorb the toxins that you're taking in and get rid of them so that's another great way to um detox and then in addition to that sea veggies contain a ton of minerals and our body needs a ton of nutrients to detox and that's why i mentioned that eating a lot of whole foods healthy foods is going to help your body detox from these compounds more easily more readily um raw garlic is another really great one not only is it antiviral antiseptic and antibiotic properties but it's also going to help your body produce detoxification enzymes again that help filter the toxins from your digestive tract so essentially like envision it a little pac-man going through your digestive tract and eating up all of the toxins that are hanging out in there and that's what you can envision as these detoxification enzymes. Um, cruciferous vegetables, that's things like cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. Um, those are going to be really, really beneficial for helping detoxify estrogen. So if you're a female who's struggling with hormonal balance, you've been on birth control pills for a long time, and you're trying to get rid of those, you're maybe struggling with fertility, incorporating at least one serving of cruciferous vegetables every day is important. And one disclaimer I want to make is that if you're struggling with thyroid issues, the cruciferous vegetables are going to have a, um, a negative effect if you're struggling with thyroid. And, and what's important with that is that cruciferous vegetables can, um, I think they waste more of the minerals. Um, it might be iodine. So incorporating more of the sulfur containing chem or more of the vitamins and minerals your body needs for thyroid health. Um, and I can, if you guys are curious on what those are, just shoot me a message. I don't have time to go into that all on this episode, but just know that if you're struggling with thyroid health, make sure you're speaking with a functional medicine dietitian or shoot me a message. I can give you some of the, the, the foods that you want to be incorporating more of to balance out taking those cruciferous vegetables. But for everyone else, the cruciferous vegetables are so beneficial. You want to make sure you're eating a ton of them, especially if you've been eating out of a lot of plastics or struggling again with fertility or coming off birth control pills. Um, 
Green vegetables are great as well. Their chlorophyll actually helps rid your body of environmental toxins, heavy metals, herbicides, and pesticides. So those are really great. Beets can um, actually help your liver and your gallbladder in breaking down toxins. And their fibers also help grateful for digestive and elimination. And again, that's all vegetables, guys. All vegetables are going to really help you push those toxins through your body as well. Um, green tea contains catechins, which increases the liver function. Again, our liver is one of our biggest detoxification organs is probably the one that you guys think of the most, but that's really going to help your liver speed up that detox process. Um, cilantro, parsley, those are really great for ridding your body of heavy metals. Um, those are some of the big vegetables that we can add in. But again, all veggies, all all of the antioxidants, all of the phytonutrients are all going to help your body detox. So they're all really important to incorporate. Whew. That was a lot of speaking. Um, the other thing I want to mention is if you have been thinking about doing a detox of some sort, make sure that you're, it's a detox that's also incorporating whole foods. If it's just like a juicing detox, if you're just consuming, you know, a powder or a pill or a form, like while there are nutrients that we can incorporate that are going to be beneficial. If you're not eating a whole foods diet, you're not getting enough protein. And if you're just eating juice, you're actually going to stop your detoxification pathways. Your liver needs plenty of protein coming in to help you detox. Now that can be things like salmon or, you know, nuts or, or other sources of protein that aren't going to, um, maybe be as, as high fat as something like a, you know, juicy burger, but making sure that you're still getting some protein in. Cause if you're just juicing, it's kind of like you're throwing all the nutrients you need into the first phase. So there's two phases of detoxification. So you're throwing all of it in and then it gets backed up because the protein is needing for the second phase of the detoxification. So it kind of gets like a traffic jam in your liver where it's not actually able to get rid of them because you're not taking the protein in. Um, other great ways to detox, you can, you know, get a workout and move your body every day, go to a sauna, take a hot shower, um, do hot yoga and shower right after. So you're getting those toxins out. There's a lot of ways we can detox through the skin, drinking plenty of water, adding some lemon, which is also helpful for detoxification, you know, making sure it's pure water when we're putting it into our bodies, but that'll help with your urinary tract, um, detoxification, getting a filtration system in your home so your lungs can better detox. Um, there's so many ways, you guys, that we can detox. So the, the, the message I really hope that you guys got out of today's episode is that it's not just about this fear monger mentality that like toxins are everywhere. I can't do anything about it. And I'm a victim to the, these toxins. It's about, okay, I know there's toxins everywhere and I know I can empower myself to make better choices so that my body can more effectively get rid of them. And I'm not this batter in a batting cage that the toxins are just coming in and I'm not, you know, spe either speeding up that that batting, this is my analogy of the day, but speeding up that batter by adding in extra nutrients or again, putting so many toxins in. So I hope you feel empowered. I hope that you don't feel overwhelmed. I hope that you can make a checklist, you know, maybe do one a month, one a week, one every two weeks where you start to really shift the things that you're bringing into your home. And again, once it's just like any lifestyle change, once you start buying these products and you know the cleaner things, you just know what to get and it's easy to have it in your rotation. You don't have to think so much about it, but it's that initial work that we have to put in, the initial, initial effort we need to put in for our health. And that's the same for anything in life, guys. We have to put in the work. We have to put in the effort to see the shift. 
If this again was helpful for you, if you feel like, oh my gosh, I have so much more insight, I feel like I have more control, I feel like I can make a few of these shifts to really make a difference, and you know there's someone in your life who would benefit from this episode, be sure to share it with them. You can tag me on Instagram. I would love to see um, where you're sharing this, who you're sharing this with, but for real. Let's spread this message, guys. Um, everything we talked about will be linked in the show notes. So I'm going to try and get some of the that blog posts out with the beauty products that I use. If there is um, interest in the detox program that I do once a year, I will also link that in the show notes. And then the Healthy Living app and Facebook group, I think those are also things I talked about. Those will all be in the show notes. Oh, and the one-on-one programs. If you want to work with me one-on-one, work with me more on life, let's do that together. But that's all I got for you guys. Um, have a great week.